And before I forget, let's talk about Wednesday night. Uh, Miss Sarah and Joy, uh, they're providing this week, uh, and I believe it's tortellini soup. I remembered. That's great. Um, so uh, make plans now to attend the studies on Wednesday night, but come at 6 o'clock for the meal, and don't forget to sign up uh, back there in the lobby. Um, but let me say, happy fall, y'all. Man, I, I've been saying that all weekend. Uh, you can ask my wife about that. Um, but uh, fall is in the air, uh, literally. Um, you know, we, we did have a little bit of a tropical storm uh, come through, and, you know, Joe talked about it earlier, but hopefully everyone fared well uh, with, with that. Um, I know it kind of canceled the fair uh, two, two days, the last two days, but the fair is back today. Uh, they open at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and, um, and I did see where they've added a bonus day to the fair tomorrow uh, because of how it was canceled the last two days because of the weather. Um, but, you know, I, I know we've had some folks uh, volunteer uh, at the church's table, at the Celebrate Recovery table. And, and let me just say, as the lead minister here, I appreciate uh, those of you who have taken the time uh, to go and promote the church and promote CR. Um, two, two important things. Um, so I, I know some of you are going today uh, to, to work that table and work that booth there. Um, but uh, thank you so much for that. Um, hey, next week, uh, make plans to come to church next Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to have a special service uh, as a part of our worship service uh, next Sunday. We're going to have a parent commitment service. Um, I know a lot of you guys know uh, Sarah's daughter, Natalie Crocker, Westbrook. Uh, so uh, her and her husband, Matthew, are coming up from South Carolina and we're going to have a parent commitment service for their little boy, Owen James. Um, so it's going to be a great time uh, next Sunday, October 1st. And like I said, it's going to happen right here in worship uh, next Sunday morning. Uh, so come on out and, and say hey to Natalie and her family, especially her little one. And uh, that, that's going to be a good time there. Um, also... Um, my wife reminded me, because I know the fries are not here today, uh, but next Sunday also is Hope Station Emphasis Sunday. All right, so I, I know we're still collecting goods, and, you know, canned goods and non-perishable items for Hope Station, so try to bring those uh, next Sunday, uh, October 1st, and you can bring them Wednesday night even. Um, and also, uh, in two weeks from today, two weeks from today, Operation Christmas, yes, Christmas Child starts, all right? Operation Christmas Child, October 8th, that whole season uh, starts in two weeks, October 8th. Um, and Chuck and Kathy are not here this morning, but uh, if you've been going to this church for a while, you know they're all about Operation Christmas Child and getting the gospel spread to children overseas, Okay, so, you know, starting next week and especially two weeks from now, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Operation Christmas Child, so be ready for that. Um, all right, let's get started. Um, so we're diving into the Blessed series today. Um, I introduced it to y'all last week. Did anybody get a book? I know Lisa did. And she also blessed, get it, blessed her neighbor uh, with a copy because it was delivered to the wrong house. 
<laughs> uh, so she let her neighbor keep the book, and uh, they sent her another one. Um, so she blessed, uh, no pun intended, um, but uh, she blessed her neighbor with a copy of the book. But uh, hey, pick up a book. It's by the Ferguson brothers, uh, John and Dave, and uh, it's, it's really a, a great book. Um, and here it is, if you want to see what the cover of it looks like. Uh, here it is. Um, but today, uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 6. If you want to go ahead and, uh, and turn to that, Luke chapter 6. Uh, we'll look at that a little later. But um, as you're doing that, let me ask you, what does it mean to bless somebody? What does it mean to bless someone? I guess you could say when you, when you do something that reveals our love and also our concern for that person or maybe that group of people, we give them a blessing. You know, I'm a blessed man. Are, are you blessed? Raise your hand if you feel blessed this morning. Man, that's not everybody. That's great. Uh, I'm a blessed man. You know, I look at my life and, and, and I realize that God has poured so many blessings into my life. You know, I have a mom and a dad who raised my brother up in a wonderful household. And, you know, today at the age of 41, you know, I still remember a lot of the same things that mom and dad taught me. And I try to use that as the man that I am today. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that's a blessing having the parents that I had and still have growing up. Um, I have a wife that is perfect for me. Uh, she really is. And yes, she was a Duke fan before we started dating. Uh, I get that question a lot. So, um, and, and also tomorrow we celebrate eight years of marriage. So that, I'm excited about that. Uh, yeah. So um, I have a loving brother and a great sister-in-law, and now I have a very cute and adorable nephew named Camden, which a picture of him is in the bulletin this morning. I don't know if you've seen him, um, but uh, he, he's a cute little guy. Um, I've, been, uh, I, I've had many people give me words of advice and folks that you know, have influenced my life. You know, last week, I mentioned, uh, I talked about this a little bit, you know, besides my parents, there were people like Mark Willard, uh, a lot of you, uh, you know, you're, you're people who have blessed my life. Uh, I will say Dean Owens, you know, Dean Owens, when he came as youth minister here, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed Dean. Uh, he really poured into me a lot um, and, and he still does. And, and I, I love Dean. And, and there was multiple weeks of Roanoke Christian Camp where the staffs of those camp poured into me, too, as a camper. Um, you know, there were many, uh, many others, too, like teachers and coaches and mentors, and that list goes on and on. But, uh, hey, speaking of teachers, you know, I had a wonderful college experience at MACU, Mid-Atlantic Christian University, uh, formerly Roanoke Bible College when I was there. And because of that, I was blessed to begin a ministry, a youth ministry, in April of my freshman year. Uh, someone who didn't really know anything about ministry. Um, but you know, Dr. Gene Andrews, some of you know Gene. Um, but he was uh, interim minister at a church uh, when I was in, in college over in Robertsonville, North Carolina. And uh, he knew I was going into youth ministry, and he took a chance. And I know we... Uh, 
talked about that during the Esther series, but uh, he took a chance on me and, and gave me, basically, uh, my first ministry at uh, Christian Chapel Church of Christ uh, in Robertsonville, and that was 2002, 21 years ago. Um, you know, I've enjoyed a couple of part-time ministries. Uh, the ministry that I just talked about was one of them. Uh, three full-time ministries. I've even helped co-lead and also founded a Fellowship of Christian Athletes, a.k.a. FCA Huddle, at a local school over in Pitt County, uh, which I did that for six years at Chicago School uh, there in Pitt County. All these experiences I count as blessings. I've also been given three opportunities to travel to Baja, California, down in Mexico, uh, to serve and to help build houses for families who are in need. And to be honest, yes, I am the minister here. I was hired to lead you and teach and preach the truth, but I'm not a brilliant student, <laughs> to be honest. I'm not sure, um, well, I, I will tell you, I'm sure a lot of you are smarter than me, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I don't think I'm a great public speaker. You know, I have my moments, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not the best one in the world. Um, you know, you can take or you can leave my personality, but I feel like I'm pretty easy to get along with, um, minus if you're a hardcore UNC fan. Anyway, I'll pray for you extra. Uh, Say, so, yeah, Lisa. Um, Jim Taylor. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, in my opinion, I am not worthy of all that I have experienced or been blessed with in my life. Um, at the end of my message last week, we looked at an old hymn. Maybe you remember that. And, and hey, I got another one for you this morning. Uh, you may remember the old hymn, Count Your Blessings. Um, count your blessings. What's the rest of it? Name them one by one. Uh, let me ask you that question. Can you do that? Can you name them one by one by one? Say so what? There's, there's definitely way too many of them. Amen, Rick. Um, but... Um, I, I, I can't. I can't do that. I cannot name them one by one by one because I'm sure I'm going to miss one. There are just too many of them to count. But, you know, I am grateful. And I do know that I am loved. I am loved by God and I am loved by those that he has blessed me with. Again, by the showing of hands, how many of you feel that very same way? You know you are loved, and you are loved by those that God has blessed you with. You know, I, I look back on my life, and my friends, let me tell you, I feel amazed even. I feel amazed. I am amazed at how God has blessed me. And I am amazed at all those people in my life who have been a blessing to me. You know, I bring this up today because God wants us to be a blessing to others. That's why we're doing this series. He wants us to be a blessing to others. He wants us to express his love and concern to people. When we bless others in the name of our Lord Jesus, we are telling them that Jesus loves them and that he cares about them. 
you know, this can open the door for them to have a relationship with Jesus, with God. The problem with this is that very often we, we just don't notice people. We are so busy doing our thing, living our day-to-day lives, that we don't take the time to help people. Or if, we, if we're honest, and this hurts a little bit, even for myself, we don't care. We don't care about other people. I'm sure all of us have been in that uh, frame of mind or that situation at time or, you know, before. We, we've been there where we just don't care. We may see a person broken down on the side of the road, holding a cardboard sign, whatever the case may be. We see them, but then the thought clears our mind. We are self-absorbed, or we don't know where to start. You know, I'm not going to address the first uh, two problems today, not noticing people or not even caring, but I do want to address the third. Where do we start? What is the starting point for blessing people? Y'all want to answer this morning? What, what is the starting point? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, so the big idea this week, in order to bless your neighbors, in order to bless people, Jesus invites you to begin with prayer. Say those three words with me. Begin with prayer. <clears throat> we see that, that this is the example that Jesus set And it's simple enough that every single one of us can do it. Every single one of us can begin with prayer. Our text today shows that Jesus spent time in prayer before making one of the biggest or crucial decisions in his earthly life. So we're in Luke chapter 6, and uh, let's start in verse 12. Luke 6, starting in verse 12. One of those days... Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. You know, at the beginning of his earthly ministry, Jesus decided he was going to have a team, a team of gods to help him accomplish his mission, what he wanted to do here on earth. He knew a day was coming that he would have to leave, and and those men would be the ones to usher in the church that Jesus set up. They would have to be taught, and they would have to be trained. They would have to be prepared. So, who would Jesus Christ choose? Would he go after the most talented the best public speakers in that day? Would he go after the most educated, maybe some, of the, maybe some students even that were training to be rabbis? 
Would he go after the most influential people? Maybe someone from the Jewish royal family, from King Herod's family. Would he reach out to some of the wealthy people who could help fund his work? In truth, when you look at the people that Jesus actually chose, it's pretty shocking. But we have to believe God led him to those 12 choices. Our scripture text tells us that Jesus prayed all night long before this very important decision. I'm here to tell you this morning that if you, if you and I want to bless people, we need to be open to God's leading. Let's be open to God's leading. You know, before Jesus chose the 12, he prayed. What did he pray about? You know, nobody is, is 100% sure what went through his mind and what he actually prayed to his father that night. But I would venture to guess that maybe he prayed for guidance with choosing the 12. Maybe another question was like, how many do I choose? But did he pray to follow his father's leading? That's the question. He had all these disciples. Which ones needed to be his core group? Out of those 12, how many of those need to be in his core group, the inner circle, if you will? Which ones would he truly take under his wing and begin to mold? You know, when we pray, we are opening ourselves up to guidance from God's Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will move us and will lead us in whatever we do. He can put people in our hearts and in our minds that he wants us to bless. When God does this, he wants us to begin to pray for that person. How many of you have thought about someone today that, that doesn't live with you? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe God is putting that person on your brain, in your heart, so you can think about them and that maybe you can bless them. You know, I have learned when this happens, we need to be able to follow God's lead when he puts that person on your heart and when he puts that person or those people on your brain. Let me uh, tell you guys about this guy named Gil. Uh, I know Gil personally. Uh, anyway, years ago, a, a group of guys, including this particular guy, Gil, went down to Savannah, Georgia for a retreat. And on the way back home, each one of the guys, they, they started talking about, you know, what they felt God had laid upon their hearts for them to do when they got home. So this particular guy, uh, Gil, he had been married previously, and he had two sons from that marriage. And this was a long time before Gil actually accepted Jesus to be his Lord and his Savior. But Gil said that he was not a good husband and he wasn't a good father. Since the divorce, he was somewhat estranged from his two sons. And his ex-wife became an alcoholic. 
Gil felt like God was impressing upon him after this retreat the need to call her and ask her for forgiveness for his actions that he himself did throughout their marriage. As hard as it was, Gil decided to take action, to follow up on that. He called her, and he told her he knew that he was not a good husband and that he had failed her, his ex-wife, in many ways. Gil simply took his ex-wife, he, he told his ex-wife that he was sorry. He apologized for that. And he asked her, would you forgive me for my actions while we were together? What she said next stunned Gil. She asked him, how did you know that I was thinking about killing myself today? Of course, Gil he didn't know that this was the case with his ex-wife. But there was somebody that did, and it was God. You know, Gil would later call his sons, maybe that same day. And he would ask also for their forgiveness as well. And he told his boys to check on their mom. What a story. You know, God does stuff like that all the time. He puts people in our thoughts and on our, on our, mind, on our minds and also in our hearts. And my friends, we need to quickly respond, especially in a situation like I just read to you. If we are servants of God, we want to be available to him at all times. You know, this could happen at work. It can happen at play. It happens always. God wants us to have a willing heart to bless others wherever he prompts us to do so. Also, if you want to bless people, you need to understand that amazing things happen simply when we pray. If you want to bless people, amazing things happen when we pray. When you think about the story of Jesus choosing his apostles, his disciples, these men would go on to do amazing things and they would turn the world upside down. And let's take a, a, a look at a list of things that the disciples did. You know, first of all, they went out. They didn't stay where they were most comfortable. They went out to other places sharing the good news of Jesus. They also preached repentance wherever they went. They drove out demons from people who were possessed. They anointed the sick, and they also healed people. Also, they stood up to religious and political leaders of their time after Jesus' resurrection. Let's read uh, Acts 4 and verse 13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Man, what a great reminder that is. And that was just talking about two of them. 
But from that list that we just looked at, we can see that disciples, the disciples went out and they spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, wherever they went. And they turned this world upside down. And by doing these things, they simply blessed people. Have you ever experienced God answering your prayers in a really amazing way? In the book, Bless, that this sermon series is based off of, uh, Dave Ferguson, one of, the, one of the brothers, one of the authors, shares the story of one of his friends named Dean. Dean is a campus minister, and, and this is not Dean Owens, okay? That's a coincidence there, but this is uh, Dave's friend, Dean. I don't even know what university uh, this particular dean is at. But, um, but this dean has made it a practice to begin, begin every single day by praying that God would cause him to meet and talk to people that God wanted him to bless. Um, and after that, you know, he goes uh, along with his day with the assumption that this is going to happen, what he prays to God for. He anticipates that a divine appointment will occur. One day, this guy, Dean, he shared uh, that uh, there was a, a time, a meeting, a meetup, if you will, that one of those was canceled. And instead of like going to play golf or posting on social media or going to watch his favorite movie or whatever the case may be, he prayed again. God, you know, this person canceled on me. Who else you got? So he sat and he waited and he listened. And the name of a student came to his mind from the university there. Her name was Janice. He sensed that he was supposed to talk to Janice about Jesus. Now, Janice, she had never been to church and she wasn't a Christian, but she had attended one of the campus ministry's small groups there at that university. So he, talking about Dean, called her and asked if she would like to connect over coffee. And Janice said, sure. They met at a local coffee shop, and he began by saying, Janice, you know, I was praying, and your name came to mind, and I felt like I was supposed to share with you how you can become a follower of Jesus. Janice stood there in silence, and then tears began to well up in her eyes. And then she burst out sobbing. He immediately regretted whatever he had done to cause this and said, Oh, no, I am so sorry. I shouldn't have blurted that out. Did I say something to offend you? She said, No, not at all. You, you didn't do anything like that. I just, I just can't believe she said that you said that. Last night, I decided to go to a Bible study, she said, in my dorm. They were talking about what it means to be, be a Christian, to become a Christian, and I couldn't stop thinking about that. All night, she said, I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to do. So I prayed this morning, 
asking God to bring someone to me today to tell me how to become a Christian. She smiled and she said, and here you are. She said, I just can't believe it. And I'm telling y'all today that amazing things happen when we pray. Let me read this quote for you. It's going to be up here on the screen too. Maybe all that is standing between you and something amazing is your lack of prayer. Just read that over and over. Think about it. But if you want to bless people, thirdly, you need to recognize that love itself begins with prayer. Love begins with prayer. Jesus would love the 12 dearly that he chose. In fact, he would die for them. Jesus says in John 13 and verse 34, a new command I give you. He says, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. In John 15, 9, he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. And in John 15 and verse 13, he says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Another quote, love begins with a thought. Love begins with a thought. Jesus thought about his disciples ever uh, ever before, even before he ever uh, developed a relationship with them. You know, Jesus prayed for them because he chose them. Jesus loved them before he ever chose them you know prayer is simply allowing god to move in your thoughts god is love and when he puts a thought in your head it's a loving thought and let me just be clear if you have some kind of negative or you know hateful or bitter thought about somebody those thoughts are not from god Those thoughts are not from the Spirit of God. So let me just be clear about that. You know, when we think about others, even when we aren't in their presence, that is love. You know, I asked earlier if you have thought about someone today. Some of you raised your hand. But that thought is love. When we pray for people, We are expressing our love for them to God. Not only that, but when we feel prompted by God to pray for someone, it is because God, too, loves them. God loves everybody. Another illustration from uh, Dave Ferguson, one of the authors of the book. Um, He shared another story about a friend named Louie. And one day, Louie went to a mall, and a thought came across his mind. And the thought was for him to go over to some man, some man that he had already picked out, and simply go up to this man that he didn't know and tell him, hey, God loves you. 
his immediate thought was like, man, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. I'm sure he's having a conversation back and forth in his mind. I'm not going to do that. Imagine walking up to a total stranger and announcing to that person that you have never talked to before, hey, God loves you. Imagine doing something like that. You know, this guy, Louie, he uh, pushed the thought aside and he continued on with his shopping. Later on, he was in a different part of the mall and he came out of another store in that part of the mall. And guess what? He saw that same guy. And that time, the second time, he decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go up to this random person and say, hey, God loves you. But then there was a third time. Third time he saw the guy, and again, the same thought came across his head or his mind. And finally, he gave up and he said, all right, I'm going to do this. So he walks up to this guy, and he's like, hey, I don't want to seem weird or anything, but I just want to tell you, God loves you. Immediately, this man, who was there with Louie, his eyes filled up with tears. He said to Louie, this morning I was at the end of my rope. I told God, if you are real, I want you to show me your love today. I don't know who you are, talking to Louie, he he said, but you are the third person in this mall to come to me and tell me that God loves me. (laughs) He said, talking to Louie, no one has ever said that to me once before, anywhere. But you are the third person in this mall to tell me that today. You know, um, when we reach out to other people, they experience the love of God. Think about it. You know, if God prompted you to pray for them, then they know that God loves them. And that's the, that's the same thing, the same way for you and I. Don't you want to be used by God to express his love for people? Begin with prayer, and he will lead the rest of the way. Begin with prayer, and he will lead the rest of the way. Finally, the fourth thing this morning, if you want to bless people, follow Jesus' example. Follow Jesus' example. In our text today, uh, we have read that he, talking about Jesus, prayed before he chose his disciples. He chose some unlikely disciples, didn't he? He chose some fishermen who were not scholars by any means. The only thing they knew was fishing. He chose a zealot, which, you know, some, a lot of zealots were a little rough around the edges kind of people and who were looking to fight at any time. Jesus also chose some hot-headed guys that he himself would later call them sons of thunder. He even chose a guy considered to be a traitor 
because his job was a tax collector. And lastly, don't forget, he chose Judas. You know, there is a reason and a purpose behind each choice, each pick, each of the 12. But it all began with prayer. And he asked God, his father, to lead him in those decisions. In Luke chapter 4, we, we read there, we're not going to look at it word for word, but we can read there about Jesus going into the wilderness to pray and fast and also be tested. You know, this came immediately after his public baptism in the Jordan River by his cousin John the Baptist. Uh, while he was there in the wilderness, he was tempted by Satan, the devil himself. He was able to overcome each of those three temptations through prayer and also scripture, the word of God. After he left the wilderness, Jesus began his ministry here on earth. The point is that he prayed before he started his ministry, his mission. And during that ministry, Jesus' earthly ministry here on earth, he often read about Jesus or we can often read about Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the Son of God, went off to pray alone by himself. And many times it came before a decision that he had to make. If Jesus, the Son of God, went off to pray, guess what? We should do it too. We should do it too. If you want to be a blessing... We need to start with praying. Begin with prayer. On this map, uh, you have one inside your bulletin. You can see it on the screen behind me. I want you to write down the names of eight neighbors. Now, these eight, they don't literally have to live around you. They can. They can be co-workers. That can be classmates. That can be the person that serves or sells you your coffee every day. They can just be anybody that you come in proximity with, that you come across in your given day. The eight empty boxes are the places where you're going to write down these people's names. Now, your house, or let me just say you as a person or your family, is represented by the house picture in the middle of the boxes. And let me challenge you this week and this morning to begin to pray for the eight different names that you write down in these boxes. This is a simple tool that will get you focused on loving your neighbors. But it's only helpful if you use it. So maybe you write down the names today, this morning, actually right now. Maybe you, you want to pray over it, and that's fine too. But after you write names in each one of these boxes, put it somewhere that that. You know, you'll see it on a regular basis, whether it's on your bathroom mirror, whether it's on your fridge, 
whether it's uh, in your car, maybe on the sun visor, put it somewhere because it's only helpful if you use it. You know, this series, Bless, is about five everyday ways to love your neighbor and change the world. And again, the first letter in this BLESS acronym is B, you know, begin with prayer. That's what we've been talking about this morning. But hey, real quick, uh, there, there are four simple tools that you can use that correspond with the five ways, even with today's thing, beginning with prayer. So the first one is you can plan. You can plan. Uh, write it down on your calendar. How many of you guys have to uh, write it down on your calendar or put a reminder in your phone like I do? Yeah. Uh, I'm that person, okay? Um, But you need to plan. Be intentional about praying for God to use you to reach someone. Plan to pray for your neighbors, those eight people, by name. Do that. You can prepare. Ask God to prepare your heart and your mind to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. For courage to follow through with these eight people, okay? Boldly ask for divine appointments for God or or through his spirit to intervene with the eight people that you have thought about and maybe some other people too. Another tool, there's places. Consider making a mental map of the places that you will be visiting or going throughout your day. Ask God to help you be sensitive of your surroundings and to give you or or to and to guide you to places that he wants you to bless. Like I said, a coffee shop, someone that serves your coffee, the grocery store, maybe the restaurant that you're going to after lunch today or after church today. Think about the places that you go, okay? These, these places come across your mind and maybe God is telling you, hey, I want you to go to these places and I want you to bless them. And the last tool to use are simply people. Ask God to show you how to be a blessing to those eight people, to your eight neighbors. You know, there are people who have, there are people in this world who have never had anyone pray for them. And maybe it's one of the eight names on your paper this morning. Maybe one of those people have never had anyone pray for them before. So, Just through that thought, by writing their name down, you are already blessing them by lifting them up to the Father. Think of how you would want someone to pray for you and determine that you will pray for them in that very same way. You know, these tools, they're up here on the screen. Plan, prepare, places, and people. These things can be life-changing. First, for you, as as you begin to see yourself as an instrument or a vessel of God's mercy and also his grace, you you become the blessing that God has for that person. And secondly, this can be life-changing for them. The eight people that you wrote down, the eight blanks or names that you have on that piece of paper, this will be life-changing for them as they become more aware of God's mercy and his love for them. And they come to know, hopefully, Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. And then after they do that, man, they're going to be changed for eternity. 
But as I've said over and over and over again this morning, it all starts and it all begins with prayer. I want to challenge each of you, each of us, because I throw myself into this mix too. I want you to begin praying for these eight people and maybe more every single day. Because these eight folks, they need it. How are you going to bless someone? You need to begin with prayer. So, hey, to bless your neighbors, Jesus invites you to begin with prayer. Let's pray. God, we love you. Uh, We just thank you so much for this quick reminder Something simple that hopefully a lot of us, if not all of us, do on a regular basis. I know some of us are better at it than others, but God, right now, everybody in the sound of my voice, I hope that we have thought about eight names, eight people, first of all. But I hope that we can start praying today for each one of them. That we can pray for them by name. And just through a simple prayer for that person and for those people. The awesome things will happen. Especially when it comes to you, God, and your son, and for the church. from just a simple prayer. You know, that person could eventually give their life to you and be changed for eternity. Let's fill these papers out, God. I hope everyone that has one this morning will do that. And I pray, God, that not just throughout this series, but for the weeks and the months and the years to come, that we will go back to this paper. That we will, we will be reminded of these names. And maybe there will, there will be times in our lives, God, where we add more names to this list. But God, thank you so much for the blessings of just blessing us with the thought of someone's name or a family's name. And we thank you so much how you do that because you love them. And God, we love them too. Let's just pray. Pray for these folks. Pray for other situations in our lives. Things are happening with our church, with our community, with our nation. But let's start blessing people by just praying for them. And let's do that today. God, thank you again for this challenge and and this reminder and, and, and this task for us to do. God, we love you and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Hey, um, man, it's simple. Are you going to do it?
or aren't you? My prayer is that you are. Bless somebody by just simply praying for them. So, but hey, speaking of prayer, if you need any prayer this morning, or if you need to make a decision, I know Robert last week rededicated himself uh, to a walk with the Lord, and that's awesome. Um, but if you need to do that or, or be baptized, you know, for the first time, come forward and let's talk. And let me pray with you uh, as we stand and uh, as we sing.